I'm Obi That Said, and we are Bridget from the Broncos, your favorite podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Alexa, and we will entertain you. Ed, how are you? Doing great, Obi, and uh, I think entertainment is a relative word, but let's see how relative we get tonight. All right, yes. So, first of all, a dingo ate my baby approved of you on a recent podcast which i know is good for news for you because he hasn't always been your biggest fan so you know thank you dingo i personally love you but you know it's it i, I but, think i love him this week right yeah yeah and now i'm going to break his heart because we have prepped or at least i have prepped for this episode i got notes and everything so sorry that we're not shooting from the huff as much as usual at least i'm not but here we go. So, Ed, what happened to, to me is yesterday I'm driving home from the gym and I hear little beastie boys, you got to fight for your right to party. And the line from the song is, your mom threw away your best porno mag. And I'm like, man, you know, like when I first heard that lyric when I was a kid, nobody thought porno mags were going away. Like that was a thing to last forever. And now that's like completely irrelevant. And that got me thinking about like all sorts of songs that lines that didn't age well. And I don't mean like the hurricane by Bob Dylan. <laughs> he uses the N word in a song that otherwise BLM would love. I'm just talking about songs where the times have changed that these things don't even exist anymore in such a way. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Ed, any thoughts on what I brought up so far? Any other thoughts before I start going through this list that I have, which we know could be boring? Well, I, you know, I think it's interesting because when you first gave me this topic and I, I you know, I'm like, wow, I don't want to show up to the party empty handed. So I'm going to find some inappropriate lyrics myself. And I didn't really know you were going to go down the porno mag uh, route. Like, like, you know, kid today was like, what, can you imagine a high school boy? Trying to, well, you have high school boys, so you, I'm assuming your wife doesn't let you explain this to them, but can you imagine explaining to them, like, yeah, like, we used to have to get these magazines, usually they were, like, used, and, and maybe used is means a lot of different things, right, but usually they had been read before, at least, right at a minimum, right, because like, we weren't old enough to actually buy them at the store, so somehow you got them, right, and then you had to, like, hold on to them. And you had to hide them so no one knew where they were. And then you would, you would take them out and you would read them from time to time. Can you imagine trying to explain that to a kid? I mean, did you try to explain that to your kids? Uh, I may have once or twice. I mean, my kids, they blatantly are like, yes, don't look at my phone. You know why you can't look at my phone. But I don't know if they really realized what it was like when we were kids to have to like have a stash of stuff you hid. And then... As we got a little older, stuff you shared, like, yo, my supply, I'm sick of everything I have. Anybody got anything new? And you're like, well, it's, <laughs> it's not new, but it's clean if, if you want it. And, and yeah, you used to have to, you used to be like, yo, I'll give you these two and you give me two. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the, the, the phone is the new clothes drawer, right? Like, ma, ma, I'll put my own clothes away. No, right. you don't need to go in that drawer. <laughs> right. My mom listens to this as well, so that's going to be. Well, now she knows where it was hidden, but she knew all along. Ed. Come on. Because <laughs> she, uh, she wouldn't listen and she put my, actually, who am I kidding? My mom never put my clothes away after I was in sixth grade. So it's not an issue. So anyway, I've, I've digressed because you got me with the porno mag. 
But here's what I was thinking. And even then, and then we'll, I'll let you get back to your, uh, all the research you did. But even when you said Beastie Boys, I thought we were going to go down like the Paul Revere track where he did her with the wiffle ball bat. Like, that's inappropriate. Yeah, and that, but that's, that's the different kind of inappropriate. That, that's inappropriate, whereas Porno Mag just sort of aged out. And, that, and that's, that's really what a lot of the ones I did are. Not like, you can't say you hit a woman with a wiffle ball bat anymore kind of thing, but more like Porno Mag. What, what would you, why would your mom be touching your Porno Mag? My mom ain't going to throw away my phone. That's just not happening. Yeah, so, so the best part about this, and, and we'll get back to your list. But, so I did some research, but my research is all on the other, other spectrum of inappropriate. Like, so I'm going to sprinkle a little of that in there, but like the Beatles, they got a song that probably doesn't hold up too well today, but we'll get into that. But Obi, I want to hear what you have to say. All right, excellent. So, well, first thing is when we were already in school, uh, this song was already a classic and it already like in the, in the mid to late 90s, was no longer really relevant. And that's the Rolling Stones' satisfaction. He can't be a man if he doesn't smoke the same cigarette as me. Now, guys in our generation, some of us were still smoking. But you were not judging some dude based on what other cigarette brand he smoked. Either you smoked or you didn't. And you bummed whatever you could bum. Not you're judging somebody. Like the Marlboro Man was long gone. So that's what it already aged out. All right, Cig- so you're going to go cigarettes. All right. I like and it. then this one, as soon as I heard it the first time when I was a kid and it was new, I just knew it would age funny. You two, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. The man's now been looking for over 40 years. I knew it the first time I heard it, I would be making this joke 20 years down the line. I'm now making it about 40 years down the line. Uh, that's another See, Obi, I think... See, I think you're wrong on that one because I can guarantee you I can find a list on the internet right now that says that song actually held up because people are still looking for shit. Okay, I, I, I can be wrong, but he's been looking for a long-ass time. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, but, but if you just listen to the song today, let's say you're a teenage kid and you just put that song on today, you're not thinking about Bono looking for shit. You're thinking about yourself. So I think... I think you're wrong on that one, but I, I but I got one for you. I, I can play this game with you. I got one, and this isn't from my research. This is from the top of my head. How about Dire Straits' "Money for Nothing" with Sting singing "I Want My MTV"? Dire Straits' "Money for Nothing" is on this list, and it's on this list for both reasons, right? So well, I it have... also it also uses a derogatory term for gay individuals, which right. So that part hasn't aged well, and you play your guitar on your MTV. Like, I wonder, you know, I, I, I think kids today know that MTV used to have videos, but, like, I don't think they realized that it was just radio. Like, so, it was just the radio that you watched. So, Obi, so apropos that you're bringing this up, because I kid you not, yesterday I had this conversation with my oldest daughter. She was, she was on her iPad. And she was watching something. I said, what are you doing? You watching a TV show on there? And she's like, no, I'm watching a music video. And I said, whoa. I said, do you know what? I used to watch music videos on the TV. And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, I said that's what MTV was. Get it? Music, television. So I went into this whole thing. And she just looks at me. And she goes, wait a second. 
So like if you wanted to see a new video, you would have to like sit and look at the TV and hope it came on. I'm like, exactly. That's exactly what we did. Her mind was blown. Her mind was blown. Right. To the point, like, it was just like the radio. Like, you knew, like, that certain song come on every two, three hours. And you'd sit and you watch it video after video after video. It was fun. But also, I can see why in today's world, it just would not fly. Well, Obi, you realize you said something else there. It's just like the radio. Kids today don't know what the radio is. The, the radio is the thing that's on in the car when my parents are driving. Because they're all about Spotify, Amazon Music. There's no such thing as waiting. They don't wait for anything anymore, right? Sit, you, met, you sat around all day waiting for that video to come on? Or can you imagine, you sat around all day listening to the radio, waiting for that song to come on? So you could press record on the tape that you were trying to make a mixtape for the girl you were trying to impress? I mean, this blows kids' minds. I think it does. I think they know a little bit more about the radio because I think my kids at least are old enough to be a little bit pre-Apple music, but still, you're right. You're right. Here's one that as soon as it was written, we should have known it was going to go out, but I still sing it all the time in my mind. Hi, Stepper. I know what Bo don't know. Like I wonder how many people hear that song and sing along. Know what Bo doesn't know in terms of that. So that's a great one. So first of all, who's listening to this podcast right now that knows who Bo is, right? That's the first question. Who knows who Bo is, right? Then if you actually know that it's Bo Jackson, do you know that there was a famous commercial that Bo knows, right? Like there's a lot going on there. So I have it on pretty high uh, authority, and I'm a little surprised to find out that uh, at least there's one high schooler who knows who Bo is and knows that there was a whole Bo Jackson series of commercials. But I, I believe there was a wasn't there, but I think there was a thirty for thirty on Bo Jackson. So if you paid attention to the thirty for thirties, you would know about Bo Jackson. I think this guy probably knows more about the commercials than he does about thirty for thirty. Okay, well. Bottom line is Bo Jackson is one of the greatest athletes in the history of mankind. Yes. Yeah. But are we sure? But here's a question. I'm assuming that line in that song is about Bo Jackson, but it could be about Bo Diddley too, right? But even if it's about Bo Diddley, it's still about that series of commercials. Because the, there is a phrasing that you don't know Bo Diddley. Well, that was the punchline to, one, to either the whole ad or just one of them. Bo don't know Diddley and Bo Diddley's there playing guitar. Right, right. So it, it could, that's why I think they went with the whole Bo Nose thing because of the Bo Diddley thing, right? So yeah. it's interesting with Hot Stepper, which is an unbelievable reference that you bring up that song. Like that's on anybody's mind these days, except you did say when you were, brought that up is that when you still listen to it today, I can't, I, I mean, the last time I listened to that song was, I, I don't know, Nightclub, 1993. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, long time. I got a little, little throwback dance mix. All right. So this, is it a cassette? This, is, is your throwback dance mix a cassette? Of course it's a cassette. And it's actually, I had it pressed in the vinyl. It's a little scratched. Nice. Very nice. All right. So this one is a little different because this one has stood up so well that now it's a misheard lyric that when the song was written, the lyric wouldn't have made any sense. 
living like a lover with a radar phone, which I always hear as living like a lover with a red iPhone. There was no such thing as a radar phone when Def Leppard wrote this song. They must have known iPhones were coming. Yeah, so I, you know, Def Leppard had the, I don't know, they did this live show on Sirius XM about a month or two ago. And so they had like Def Leppard weekend and I don't know, they, they would introduce all their songs and they would give you a little story about it. And they basically said that song, Pour Some Sugar On Me, where that comes from, was a bunch of gobbledygook that meant nothing. So we don't even know what a radar phone is, let alone a red eye phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that, you don't know what a red iPhone is? No, I know what a red iPhone is. I think you pay extra, right, for the red. But no, a radar phone. What the hell is a radar phone? I have no idea what the radar phone is. And that's why when you hear the song, you're like, I don't know what a radar phone is, but I know what a red iPhone is. So your brain just goes to red iPhone. Every, at least yeah, so, mine, every time I hear the song. So, so here's something that's really funny about that. First of all, that song came out in like 1988, right? So there was no iPhones at the time. And there was no radar phones, right? So right. It, 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 it's, it's, again, gobbledygook, right? But I can tell you probably as far back as 1988 when that song came out, I always thought the lyric was red iPhone, but not red iPhone. I thought it was red eyes, like your red, red iPhone. I always heard it as red iPhone. Always. Until you just brought up radar phone. And you're right. Now that you say radar phone, that is what he says, radar phone. But I always thought it was a red eye phone. It sounds so much like red eye phone. And yeah, it's crazy. Like how much it sounds like red eye phone. So I only have one more written down. And this one, uh, I asked uh, around and I, my, uh, my youngest, I said, what songs that, you know, they're like, from my generation, do you not necessarily understand the lyrics to? And so... He came up with a great one. We didn't start the fire by Billy Joel. He's not an idiot. He understands the really older, older stuff, but the stuff that is actually written in the song that is contemporary to the song, he's like, what is Bernie Getz? And what is this high, high, Bernie Getz, hydro, it's not hydroponics, but make the needles on the shore. He doesn't know. He didn't like. Oh, uh, hydrodermic, hydrodermic needles. Yes, Bernie gets hypodermics on the shore. He so those two specific things that come in that song. He doesn't, especially Bernie gets. Like I don't think if you were, unless you were around right there, you don't know who Bernie gets. Is he didn't hold the the, the, the test of time. Well, it, it, you could also say unless you grew up in the tri-state area, you probably don't know who Bernie gets is at the time when the song came out let alone 30 years later, right? So that, that's a good one that Bernie gets. I mean, I always remember, that's how I found out Joe DiMaggio was married to uh, Marilyn Monroe <laughs> from that song. So I always thought that that song, um, which, first of all, it's amazing how he was able to, like, I guess, rap, right? Billy Joel was yeah. the rapper in that song. But um, I don't know. I thought it was like a contemporary history lesson, so it was great. But yeah, Bernie gets, that, that is one that most people wouldn't get, right? Right. Yeah, Subway Vigilante. Yeah, I had to, after I, after he told me that, I did explain to him who Bernie Getz was. Now, here's the crazy thing about the hypodermic needles on the shore, right? So 30 years ago or 35 years ago when that song came out, I distinctly remember, like, 
hydrodermic, that was a big deal. Like you could go to the beach and step on a needle. They would wash up medical waste, which washed up on the shore. And now the big news is that uh, apparently kids can't go trick-or-treating because they're going to get rainbow fentanyl in their, uh, their goodie bags and they're going to die from overdoses. So we've gone from hypodermic needles washing up on the shore to, well, let's put it this way. Hyperdermics did wash up on the shore. No drug dealers giving away their free fentanyl for those kids. But right. I digress. That's, you know, you look, when we were kids, we used to get the, you, you'll get the star stickers with the LSD, right? Because yeah, some, yeah. some dude who's tripping his face off is like, I'm going to get rid of my acid and give it to yeah. kids because that's what I want to do with the drugs I spent my money on. I just tried to explain to my daughter that drug dealers are not in the business of giving their drugs away. And she says, well, what if they're sick and they want to kill a kid? I'm like, they want to make money. They want to sell the drugs to that kid. They don't want to kill that kid. So like now the whole razor blade and the apple, remember that one growing up? Yes. I mean, this is a Halloween episode. So that was a big one, like apples. You couldn't take fruit from anybody because somebody put a razor blade in the apple. Like, first of all, if they did put a razor blade in the apple, right? I think it would be very difficult to get it all the way inside the apple. So that it wasn't showing from the outside. That's the first one. The set, I mean, have you ever, not that I've ever tried to stick a razor blade in an apple, but I've tried to cut an apple before. And it's not like it just goes through it like butter. I mean, there's resistance there. Like it's a fibrous fruit. So I don't even think you could get the razor blade all the way in without like half of it sticking out first. But the second part is, by the time you push that damn thing in there, like you're going to, that apple is going to be pretty messed up, right? Like, who the hell is going to grab that apple and not notice that there's a freaking hole on the side of it? Like, I never understood that one either. But especially when you consider you get an apple with like a quarter inch little thing in it. You're like, this apple's no good. Like, you see it right <laughs> Like a away. bruise. Yeah, I know. You're not going to eat an apple with a bruise in it, let alone a freaking gash in it. From So I never got that one. That was always a big one. And then I'm also thinking to myself, who would give an apple out anyway? Because back in the day, again, if you gave an apple out, you knew your house was getting egged. Like, why would you do that? You wouldn't do something stupid like that. If you gave an apple with or without a razor blade, that apple was coming right back through your window. Thank you. Right. So think about this. I heard all these stories all through my life growing up about the apple with razor blades in it. I never got an apple the whole time I was trick-or-treating. So I don't know. Every year, I guess it's something new. But this year, it's rainbow fentanyl. Oh, and my daughter proof proved to me that it actually is going to happen this year because look on the internet. They actually seized it at the airport. I'm like, they seized it. It's not, it's not getting distributed. As a matter of fact, they got it. The only people putting rainbow fentanyl in your bag is the DEA. So I don't think that's happening. Yeah. 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 So, so that's the new one. All right. So, so here's where I went off with the inappropriate lyrics. So I was thinking of a number of things, but one of the things and I, and I guess we could argue that I don't think it holds up anymore because I'm not so sure pedophilia is in vogue these days, right? And there are a number <laughs> of rock songs that talk specifically about underage girls, right? So let's, let's name a few, right? Kiss, Christine, it's a good song, but it talks about her being 16 years old. These are rock stars talking about a 16-year-old. So that's one. Here's a great one from the fraternity days, right? If we all remember, we had a fraternity brother who was the oldest guy I ever met at that point who was dating a 17-year-old 
And so what would we play every time she walked in the house? Because we were the jerks of the, of the fraternity. We played Winger 17, a song about a 17-year-old girl, not legal, right? That's a, a rock song. Then we can go back to the Beatles. The Beatles have a song called Run For Your Life. And the lyrics, ready for this one? Let this be a sermon. I mean, everything I've said, baby, I'm determined. I'd rather see you dead. You better run for your life if you can, little girl. Hide your hand in the sand, little girl. The Beatles. They basically said we're domestic abusers. More than domestic abusers. We're, we're, we're going all the way. And I'm wondering if people listen to that song today, because it's the Beatles, and haven't even figured that out. So let's let's talk about another non... <laughs> it's, I mean, I know you know this song, and this is perfect for our podcast. This is an 80s song. But how about Turning Japanese? Remember that song, I Think I'm Turning Japanese? Yes, yes. That was about... Uh, that was about, about masturbation. Yeah, it's about dancing with yourself, right? And it's about... It's about, as, as it says here... It says, turning Japanese by the vapors reeks of racism with the song allegedly being about the squinting face one makes while climaxing. So um, the lyrics, like, you know, well, anyway, I'm turning Japanese. But either way, it doesn't hold up, right? So that's, the, that's kind of the, the angle I went with not holding off is like, there's some, there's some stuff out there about young girls. There's some racist stuff that yeah. we just listened to. And yes, yes. I, I'm going to take a moment though on the on the young girl one. It's interesting because some of those songs are written like when the guy is 18 and then it doesn't get played until he's 30. So okay. just something to keep in mind. But yes, that doesn't mean a, a, it should it should be played at that point. Um, but you there are tons of them about young girls and rock stars. Uh all right, wait, so I got two more. I got two more. One I'm going to say is really creepy when you know the backs, not the back, but where it's come from. But let me tell you about the first one. And this is kind of funny just because of the, the meme that's going around on the internet about Halloween costumes. But it's the song by Dexie's Midnight Runners, uh, Come On Eileen. Now, <laughs> I just listen to that song and I just laugh all the time. But apparently that's about Eileen being an underage girl and the older man just begging her to come on, Eileen, let's just do it, right? So there's that one. But here's, here's the one that I think that you might have a, a, a real issue with, and most people would. And it's um, the song, uh, What uh, Age is Just a Number by Aaliyah. It was written by R. Kelly. Now, R. Kelly wrote a song for Aaliyah when she was 15 years old that age is just a number. And he ended up marrying her when she was underage. And we all know what's happened to R. Kelly since then. So well, we, we all know that R. Kelly was like, well, was not just pushing boundaries like in his writing. He was pushing boundaries in that's how he really felt. Right. So you just you just said, oh, the Beatles wrote a song because they're 18, maybe 17 when they wrote it and it played, you know, we're hearing it now. R. Kelly wrote that song when he was like a grown-ass man for a 15-year-old and said, come on, baby, age is just a number. Marry me. Yes. Well, do we have to talk about R. Kelly? Aren't we not that kind of podcast? No, we're not talking about him. I'm just saying inappropriate lyrics. You, it's your topic. I'm just going with the flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went with like, I went with, what did I go with? 
He can't be a man if he doesn't smoke the same cigarette as me. You went with. Look I was at just going to say. I was going to say you went with cigarettes. Hey, listen. If I get a text that says let's do inappropriate song lyrics, I'm not thinking cigarettes. Okay. Or, or, or MTV. Or porno mag. Or porno mag. You're like. <laughs> Speaking of porno mags, how about pedophilia? Can we go one step deeper? I mean, I, I mean, come on. Is, will anybody listening to this podcast argue with me that those are not inappropriate lyrics? I think you're 100% right that most of those lyrics are inappropriate. I mean, and then I can't, I also, there's one last song I got to bring up because um, I used to get in trouble for singing this song in the house. I was not allowed to sing along to this song in the house, even though I always thought it was funny. My mom still played the song in the house. Like when it came on the radio, she didn't shut the radio off or change the channel. I just wasn't allowed to sing along to it. And that was the song Balls to the Wall by Accept. So, you know, it goes, you got your balls to the wall. So I would just, you know, run around the house singing that and I would get in trouble for it. Apparently, you're not allowed to talk about your balls being against the wall. Well, that brings I, up. By the way, I thought they were talking about basketball. I, that brings up a much better ball song which is ACDC Big Balls, because that's using the double entendre of a ball being a, a big party. But when they're home for pleasure, they are the balls that I like best. Really works when you're talking about yep. fancy dress as well. See, that stands up because it's a double entendre. By the way, okay. I just looked here. Wait, no, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. But if you want to go double entendre, there's another one then. Aerosmith, my big 10 inch. Because a vinyl record is 10 inches. Right. You are right. I, those are great. Those do hold up and they're less inappropriate because of that. But I do want you to know, I wrote here in my text to you, yes, I don't mean not PC, but more like the world past them. So I'm just saying, I was clear that I wasn't talking about pedophilia. You, so you, you were clear. You, no, the wrong wait, stuff. But wait a second. You were clear about that, but you gave me two minutes in between your first text and the clarifying text to go into the gutter and do some research. So in my defense, I had two minutes left to my own devices. That's okay. That is fair. Two minutes for Ed is like a lifetime for most. You, I mean, if you say inappropriate and then let me be for two minutes, this is what you get. I didn't say, I said didn't age well, but the pedophilia. Well, I also came up with well. songs about ages. I came up with songs <laughs> about ages. I see what happened there. Yeah. Boom. Put you right on it. Right on the mark. I mean, I could, I could do a lot in two, two minutes. I can tell you that right now. Uh, again, yes. Yes, you can. And that's, that's amazing because, you know, the joy is that we suck, but for two minutes, X brain works really well. I'm Obi, that's Ed, and we are Drinking from the Garden Nose.